This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I'm looking for durable competitive advantage. I'm looking for something that has a moat around it for a considerable period of time. And I'm looking for an, an honest and able management to run it because I don't know how to run it myself. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast giving you all the basics that you need to feel confident in your investing journey. There is no jargon and no BS. Over three episodes, we're going to be doing a broker basics with Superhero, crowdsourcing questions from the Equity Mates community and adding a few of our own. We'll be covering the fundamentals, choosing the right broker, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing making your first trade and managing your portfolio. This is your one-stop shop to all things brokers. We don't want to hear any more broker questions after this. <laughs> <laughs> We've brought in experts from Superhero to help us through it all. But firstly, uh, as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? I'm good, Bryce. I'm actually going to say we're happy to hear more broker questions after this. We are happy. We're not going to accept broker questions if you haven't listened to the three-part series. <laughs> true, true. If you ask a question that we answer in the three-part series... We'll just direct you back here. Absolutely. Yeah. So to help us through this episode, final episode of the series, again, we've got founder and CEO of Superhero, John Winters. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's been fun. Good to chat everything brokers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would hope so, given that yeah. you run a brokerage. You've, you've dedicated your life to brokerage. <laughs> <laughs> when people ask us questions, we'll just direct them to your podcast. Great. Yes, absolutely. That's the intention. That's it. <laughs> if people can ask a question that we haven't answered on the podcast, then full credit. Yeah, they've done a better job than we have. Yes. <laughs> so I think in this episode, we're going to walk through, um, I guess, buying your first trade and then, uh, I guess, the managing part of the portfolio. But before we do that, um, is the first decision really, what are you going to buy? Absolutely. It's be. <laughs> there's uh, there's enough decision paralysis on choosing which broker you're gonna you're gonna sign up with. But when you get onto when you get onto a, a brokerage account, you've got you know if you're in Australia, you've got I think Superior has two thousand seven hundred and fifty two different securities that you can trade. So there's this moment of decision paralysis mm. again. What are you going to invest in? And the same, there's there's even more shares available, shares and ETFs available if you if you had access to the US. Yeah. yeah. So you know you're probably up if you had Aussie and US, you're probably up at six or seven thousand in total. So yeah, it's a big number, and and what do you invest in? So I think that the key thing is to to have an investment strategy which goes through how do you select what companies you're going to invest in, how do you do research, and what do you want the outcome of your investments to be? Yeah. And I mean, we go through a lot of that in the Get Started Investing 12-part uh, series that we've done. And if you want more detail on 
determining your investing strategy and building one out, then come across and join us on the Equity Mates uh, Investing Podcast, where we have a number of interviews with experts. It's not something we'll go into today, but having an investing strategy is important. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take it as a given that you've waded through those two thousand options and chosen that one gem that you want to buy, or I mean you've just chosen an index and you've decided you're going to buy an ETF that has a bit of everything in it. Um, then I guess, how does it work in practice? Let's let's use Afterpay as the example. Um, how do I actually go about finding it on the platform and buying it? So there's a couple of ways. I can talk, I can talk about Superhero and I can talk in general. So Superhero has categorized the entire market through our invest, our invest page where we've broken individual shares into a category. So think of think of Netflix, action and adventure movies. <laughs> we've we've created different categories like buy now pay later, Aussie dividends, uh, different themes, so whether it's it's tech heroes, you you've got exposure to to ETFs in there. There's one called I love gold. Nice. Um, yeah, Austin Powers. Yeah. Uh, it's got a bunch of the, the leading Australian gold mining companies. There's a couple of ETFs in there as well. So to help to help you through that process, or you can search. So and you can search for the company or for the ticker. So that would be that would be pretty standard across all online brokers. And what is the ticker? For the, the, the what Just is what is the speaking, ticker generally? Yeah. It's it's a code that the ASX uses to identify individual companies. Yeah. So for BHP, it's BHP. <laughs> for, for Commonwealth Bank, it's CBA. Um, for Zip, it's Z1P. So every every company has their own their own individual ticker or their own individual ASX code, and and same in the US, they would have their own individual ticker as well. Yeah. So for Afterpay, it's APT, um, and if you if let's use superhero as an example but it really is the case for most brokers there's a search function i can search typing in the word afterpay or typing in apt so you'd be able to find you'd be able to find that that stock relatively easily and that would pull up more detail on that company so you'd be able to see share price you'd be able to see open high for the day low for the day high for the year low for the for the for the year um, and when we talk about high and low, we mean highest price and lowest price it's correct. been in that period. Yeah. yeah, the average price for the day, the market cap of the company, like what is the entire company valued at? I think Afterpay's up about thirty billion now, which is extraordinary. Not bad. Um, there's there's a range of information. There's a chart that shows you the price movements over over a period of time, whether it's for the day or or for the year. So there's a there's a whole bunch of information that you can find on that particular company, and then you've got the choice to buy the shares. So, should we start walking through the, yeah. the process? Yeah, so let's if you on. if you chose to buy Afterpay, there would be on on Superhero. There's a requirement that you have to have the money in your account that you want to invest before you can place a trade. So if you wanted to buy your one Afterpay share, you would have to have give or take hundred bucks in in your account. You click buy. You can enter either a market order or a limit order. So you can choose to buy your shares at the current price, or you can select the price that you want to invest in and the number of units you want to buy. 
So if we just said you want to put in, you, you wanted to buy, you did it as a limit order and you said, I want to buy one Afterpay share at $102, you would, you would put those details in. It would say your total order is going to cost you $102 plus brokerage. In the case of Superior, it would be $5. So your total order value is 107 you wouldn't be able to place that trade unless you had $107 in your account. Yeah. When you do click, when if you do have the money in your account, you can click confirm order. We have security measures in place that require two-factor authentication of your order. So you'll get sent a text message with a six-digit code. You have to put that six-digit code in for your, your order to be completed and processed through to the market. So when you when you... When you put in your, your 2FA code and you hit confirm, it's milliseconds from, from that click to your order going into the market in most cases. Mm. So, so yeah, your order will be straight into the market at 102. So I just want to um, touch on there, you've mentioned buying one unit of Afterpay at $102. Let's assume that you had $1,000. Could you say I want $1,000 worth of Afterpay or do you have to put the units in every time no you could put in a thousand dollars worth of afterpay and it'll and work out it'll work out to the nearest whole unit yeah so it will never go above a thousand dollars it'll always round it down to the nearest whole unit so it's pretty straightforward i mean you're not going to get too much divergence among brokers when it comes to that sort of process and really it's very much the same when it comes to the sell side as well you can either say you want to put in a sell at a limit order or at the market order and you can determine if you want to sell $500 worth or five units of a product, yeah. uh, sorry, of a, of a stock. So mm, yep. the buy-sell is very similar. But what happens once the order is placed? You mentioned there it's milliseconds to go in. Is it is it executed immediately? Can I do this at any time of the day? So it depends on the price around execution of the order. It depends on the price. If the market is where your price is yes it will trade there but if you if you think about it as as goods and services if you're at a, if you're at a market i always like giving the fruit analogy have i told you the fruit analogy i don't think I'll, so I'll tell you <laughs> i think you're about to <laughs> so if you if you were to go to a fruit market and there was someone selling bananas and the bananas were two dollars and you said okay i'm going to buy i'm going to put in a limit order at a dollar ninety you you're, you wouldn't buy any bananas because the, the seller is at $2. Yeah. So you've got a limit order at 190 It's not going to... So the seller, a new seller may come down to 195 You're still not going to trade. So so the guy next door may have bananas at 195 and you say, okay, I'm going to trade. I'm going to buy my banana at 195 So you've lifted your order price. Yeah. So that's when your transaction goes through. So... It's it's the same in the market. If if Afterpay is trading at at one one oh two and fifty cents, and you go in at one oh two, it's not going to trade. Yeah. So so that's that's why your order wouldn't execute straight away. If you put in a market order, it would buy the banana at two bucks straight yeah. away. Yeah. Like that that's how it works. In terms of timing around the market, the market does have open and closed times. Cruisiest times as well. It's not it's <laughs> ten be, to four. It's better. It's better than the yeah yeah. I was it's not say even it's nine to five. Mate, the, I, some markets have lunch breaks. I they know, stop trading Japan. over lunch. Yeah. I know. How good is that? I know. Yeah. Crazy it's a little siesta. Yeah yeah. 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 
I'm sure the uh, Mediterranean companies would have the same sort of thing. Uh, if I ever start an exchange, Countries. it's going to be one hour open, flurry of activity that <laughs> yeah. was shut for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and a three-day work week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, the, the market hours are actually from 7 a.m. till, I think, 7 p.m. Um, so there's there's different open and closing times throughout throughout those that, those hours. But the actual trading mm-hmm. trading time is... It's a it's a staggered open from ten o'clock, so it opens alphabetically from ten o'clock for about ten minutes, and I, then it, I never knew that. Yeah, did you know that? Oh, there you go. So I think it's the the last group is one o nine, really plus or minus fifteen or so you can seconds. so BHP is off to the races before Zip is. Yeah, and yeah. some of them open a little bit before ten, aren't they? I think it's it it might be a minute or or fifteen seconds, really, or a minute and fifteen seconds. I should wow. probably know that. But yeah, it's it, call it a minute either side. So so that's the open, and then the close. It doesn't officially close at four o'clock. So four o'clock, it goes into what they call a a pre-open period for ten minutes, and it's called the final auction. So you can put buy and sell trades in, and it works out what the average across all the buys and sells are going to be. And at four ten, give or take a minute it will close. Mm-hmm. So we say the latest closing time is 4.11. Right. There you go. So, yeah, it's... But can you place orders at any time of the day? You... Day or night? I say you're at work, you've missed... The, you can't place an order during the day, too busy. I come yeah. home at 10 o'clock at night, I really want to buy a BHP or Afterpay. Can so I technically, put an order in? Technically, the ASX won't accept the order. So we, our system will. So we'll hold orders until the morning and then, and then place them into the market when the market's open. So we've got that, that user experience on our side. So, so yes, you could place an order at 10 p.m. at night for the next morning, but it will only trade if it's in the market price of the stock. It'll only trade between 10 and 11 minutes past four. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. I think that's the important thing. For the end, the end users sitting at their computer or on their phone, they yep. can put an order in at any time. Yeah. And it's, that's especially the case, uh, well, especially important for uh, people that are trying to buy direct stocks overseas. Yeah. You don't have to wait until midnight, 1 a.m., whenever the U.S. market opens to put a trade in. You can put your trade in at 7 p.m., go to bed, and um, the... The one, the, the one thing I would caution though is if you're putting in a market order at mm. 10 o'clock at night, you mm. don't actually know what the market's yeah. going to be tomorrow. Yeah. So at, in that instance, I'd, I'd probably suggest a, 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 limit. a limit order mm. just so you've got certainty. It may mean that you miss out on the trade, but if you put in a market order at 10 o'clock at night and Afterpay just announced that they've taken over the world, then, well, they already then did that. or the world has taken <laughs> over them or something, then, then you know the the price that you end up paying could be significantly more than you expected. Yeah. Let's um just to make that very clear. Um, if the afterpay closes at a hundred dollars, let's say, and then they make that announcement overnight, the first trades the next day won't be at a hundred dollars. It it's not like it will just go in a line up. It'll jump up, and the first trade might be at a hundred and ten dollars rather than a hundred the night before. And that's where the price starts. Yeah. So that's where you're buying if it's a market order. And, and that has implications across all sorts of things, stop-loss orders and all sorts mm-hmm. of things as well. Mm-hmm. If you put in a stop-loss at at $99, it closed at 100 yesterday, it could open at 80 yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So you're not always guaranteed to get that, that stop-loss yeah. value. Mm-hmm. 
So let's move on to the great debate, which we often hear <laughs> in our community around chess and first custodial. So we'll try and keep this at a, a higher level. Um, there are a number of different ways that brokers can hold shares on your behalf or that they say that it's you know an ownership issue. Um, are you able to talk us through chess versus HIN, um, what they mean, there's acronyms that are always yep. thrown around. Um, and if, you know, some brokers say they're custodial and people will be like, don't go with them. If they go bust, you'll <laughs> yeah. lose your shares. So yeah. let's try and unpack all that. So to start off, what is chess? Yes. Chess is, and I had to look this up just to make <laughs> sure I got it right, is the ASX's clearinghouse electronic sub-register system. That is what chess stands for. Chess is currently being replaced by the ASX as well. And in layman terms, that really just means a record book Correct. of who owns what shares. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's the books and records mm. of the ASX, who owns what. Then there's two ways. So chess basically settles all trades. So all trades are routed through chess and that is what hap- that's how money flows and shares flow. So, you know, cash will sort of swap hands, shares will swap hands. The chess system has HIN numbers to identify people that hold shares. So a HIN is a holder identification number. So that says that that's in the name of an entity and that entity holds XYZ shares. Your one after pay share. Yes. <laughs> then, then there's another type of, of holder as well. There's a shareholder register number. So an SRN or a shareholder register number is held by a share registry, which acts on behalf of a company. So the company or the share registry can hold your shares or chess can hold shares. Those are the two structures in Australia. Then there's – so that that's sort of the higher level – so chess is at the top, then you've got a HIN or SRN. Then underneath that, you've got the different entity types that sit with those, with those shares or, or those, those uh, identifying numbers. So a HIN can be held in the name of an individual, in the name of a company, trust, SMSF, or a custodian. So a custodian, so, so to start with the individuals and, and other entity types, those are held in your name. It's held in the name of your self-managed super fund or there's, there's a custodian that can hold them on your behalf. Now, if you look across the universe of custodians, every single share that's held in an ETF is held by a custodian. Three trillion or three trillion dollars less most self-managed super funds is held in a custodian account. Um, Hub 24, Net Wealth, Premium, they managed funds, they all use custodians and custodians are multi-billion dollar international companies, right down to, to local companies that, that run custody services. So they hold the shares on a HIN with Chess for Australian shares, but instead of Chess running the records, the custodian runs the records. And to allow a custodian to do that, there's obviously a huge amount of regulation, there's rules, there's regulatory capital that's required, checks and balances to make sure that there's that those assets are safe. In my career and my lifetime, I've never seen a, a custodian go out of business. Mm. So yeah, there's, there's technically a chance for that to, to happen. 
um, there's there's some pretty big names and cases of businesses going out of business, particularly through the GFC, Storm Financial, mm-hmm. which was triple leveraging old people's houses to go into shares and they were all held on Storm Financial's balance sheet. Opus Prime was one of them. They weren't a broker. They were a securities lending company that had massive debts racked up with ANZ. So completely different to to what a custodian is. So a custodian is really just some a, a business, a regulated entity that holds assets on your behalf. And and that's that's how superhero works. We work with with a custodian. All of your shares do sit on chess. So the ASX knows what shares are held under superhero. Uh, and some of the other examples of brokers like Superhero that use these sorts of structures are Vanguard's personal investor yep. uh, yeah, app yeah. Um, or account. Uh, there's IG uses yeah. custody. IB uses custody. Stake. There's Stake. There's um, Selfwealth's US business also runs on custody. So pretty much every single country other than Australia runs on a custody system. Yeah. Mm. The whole HIN system is unique to Australia. So there, there is, and we get asked the question a lot as well, what happens if Superhero goes bust? What happens to my shares? Don't you own them? No, we don't own them. They're all held in a custody account. Yeah. Now, what if a custodian went bust? Yeah, I can kind of get that. But there's, so, there's like regulatory capital that back them up. There's no other... It's not like they're selling used cars out the back that could impact the custody business, right? There's no other operations other than than you know the custodian holding those assets. Mm. So, so the the risk is pretty low, and I don't see a huge difference between a hin structure and a custody structure. There's actually, I'd say, there's actually more benefits out of a, a custody structure than a hin structure. Well, just to round it out, maybe do you want to flesh that out? What what are the benefits you say? Paperwork is one of them. <laughs> so the custodian's the, the the lucky one to get all of the paperwork. And if you think you get a lot because you've you know you've bought and sold and bought and sold your one afterpay share, you'd get a piece of paper for every time you do that. The custodian's getting that for every time anyone buys and sells, <laughs> right? So it's just it's just insane. You just so s- send it to a PO box and never go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so paperwork would be one of the big ones. So we so we've managed to all but get rid of paperwork at Superhero. Yeah. Um, we are also able to run all of that, all of those consolidated tax reports that we spoke about uh, on on the platform as well. So there's a huge benefit around reporting. That you get through through custody structures that you don't get through a a hin based structure, and there's also there's also some um, some efficiencies that are provided on our side, and we pass those those cost savings on to customers. Hmm. So to kind of put a ribbon around all of that, I think it's important just to recognise that around the world the custodian structure is not unusual, and it is something that is proven to be safe. Um, well, in Australia, it's not unusual as well. In Australia, it's not unusual. Um, the same rules and regulations apply if you're a, a custodian broker or if you are allowing to go direct to the exchange. Uh, the only differences are that if you do go with a broker who's custodian, you um, are unlikely to receive your own HIN because the, the custodian themselves runs that HIN. Um, so there are small differences there, but 
I think personally for me, if if you are not going to be going with the custodian structure, you are significantly reducing the options you're giving yourself when it comes to the brokers in Australia. Yeah. And um, if someone can show us where the custodian model has failed, yeah. please let us know. <laughs> we get so many people because people people write on our socials is uh, are we chess sponsored mm. and the actual answer to that is yes we are mm. do you get an individual hint no you don't and we get a lot of people coming on going what's what's a hint mm. like what is that. what's chess which like shouldn't really matter yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't really make a big difference at all so and at the end of the day the asx still has a record of who is aligned with what stock yep. and when and yep. at that that's really what matters and um whether it's through custodian or direct um i would say don't really worry about it too much because as i said you're going to really reduce the options available to yourself yeah okay i think we've uh we've covered that debate yes. i think i think the long and the short of it is uh we don't consider chess fee no non-chess uh as a factor when we're deciding what broker um so i think one question that comes out of that though is um let's say i buy shares through superhero and i don't have or those shares aren't tied to my personal him my personal holder identification number and then later on down the line i you know move brokers and i want to transfer that um can i transfer those shares to a personal him yes you can so there's there's obviously two directions for transfers. You can transfer your shares from Comsec to Superhero. Comsec, you'd have a HIN. Superhero, you wouldn't. You can still transfer the shares to your account and vice versa. So we, we, we are trying to make the process of transfers better than it is at the moment. At the moment, it's paper-based forms. You've got to fill in. You've got to do signatures, provide ID. It's, it's a mess. So we're trying to make that better. So we haven't actually opened up the transfers in yet. Um, we, we've done a couple um, just to test the process. But transfers out, we, you know, we use the old school system of the forms and, and you know, the, the transfers. Now, transferring shares is a, pull, is a pull process. It's not a push. So you can't come to Superhero and say, transfer my shares to Comsec now. You have yeah, to go yeah, yeah. to Comsec and say, I want to transfer my shares from Superhero to my Comsec account. You'd you'd sign a, tran a broker transfer form with Comsec, and they would trans Comsec would then initiate the transfer from your Superhero account. Yeah. The same way as if you came to Superhero and you wanted to transfer your Comsec shares, Superhero initiates the transfer from Comsec to Superhero. That's just the way the ASX works. Yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, the main thing is it can be done. Yeah, it can yeah. be done. Yeah. yeah. We're just trying to make it more efficient before we start rolling out paper forms. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. So I think on that point around uh, the ability to transfer in and out of, um, you know, uh, stocks to a personal hin, to a different broker, all that stuff. I mean, I, I take it then that moving your whole portfolio between brokers is just as easy as well um no no real difference to moving just one stock no you can do you can do one or multiple at yeah. a time yeah. yeah again it's just a reminder that you don't want to let the perfection be the enemy of the good that you can transfer these things between brokers the switching costs aren't that high so just get started there's, yeah there's there's usually no switching costs mm. Mm. yeah nice well john 
that kind of brings us to the end of our broker basics with superhero it has been hopefully uh able to answer everyone's questions on brokers i'm sure there are still many, of course, many, of course, many, many out fine, there yeah. but that is fine uh, feel free to hit us up with any of your questions and if you want us to directly shoot them through to John, we can pepper him as often as we can. <laughs> um, but I guess in terms of some finalising comments, concluding comments for, for the um, Equity Mates community to help them think about brokers if they're at the start of their journey or midway through or whatever it may be, um, what would you kind of say? Well, just to, to round it off, I think... I think the things that you should be looking out for when you're deciding on a broker is obviously looking at the fees, looking at the investments that you have access to. No CFDs. No CFDs, <laughs> yes. That's a big one. Good. <laughs> but, but really the, the key takeaway is just, just get started. You can always transfer your shares. You can transfer your cash somewhere else. You can, you can, you can move once you've, got, you know, once you've got an idea around what you want to invest in and, and once you've started – but the key is just just get started. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, don't don't get too hung up. Don't let the decision on 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 signing up an account um, cloud your cloud your 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 judgment and put you off. Just just get going as soon as you can. Yeah. I love that. It's very on brand for the get started investing podcast. Yeah. The, yes. the concluding <laughs> thought is just get started. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more, John. So thank you for your time over the last three episodes. It's been uh, awesome. If anyone wants more information on Superhero, head to superhero.com.au. As we've heard, the sign-up process very easy. Very easy. Yeah. Test, test out how yeah. easy the sign-up yeah. process is. Yeah. If you think it could be made easier, hit Superhero's social media up. Absolutely. No, thanks for having me. It's been really fun. No, it's good. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. No, I think um, it was great. I learned something. Um, I, I'm sure our listeners did too. And... Hopefully, uh, people take advantage of $5 brokerage and free brokerage for ETFs at yep. Superhero. Beautiful. Nice one. This podcast is a production of Equity Mates Media. Any views expressed by the podcast hosts or any guest are their own and do not represent the views of Equity Mates Media or any other employer or associated organization. Always remember all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of this podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.